Katie Newton is a registered licensed dietitian nutritionist and group fitness instructor from a small town called Dorothan, Alabama. She has worked as a dietitian for seven years and is extremely passionate about helping women get their bodies back with a healthy lifestyle and good nutrition to promote weight loss. She began in two clinical settings, but broke free three years ago to pursue a combination of fitness and nutrition with Orange Theory Fitness and private nutrition practice. She loves helping the busy working woman understand macros and metabolism for what is real life in your 30s and beyond. All right, Katie, if you could introduce where we can find you on social media. Hi, yes, my name is Katie Newton, and you can find me on social media right now on Instagram at Katie D. Newton, or you can also find me on Facebook at Katie Newton Nutrition Consulting. Excellent. And if you could talk a little bit about where you started out versus where you are now with your business trajectory in your private practice. Absolutely. So I took a pretty big leap of faith about three years ago and left clinical setting for another job that I was really passionate about in fitness. And I also was able to do that because at the time I was writing meal plans and doing a little consulting on the side, but didn't take it seriously. I just consistently had people reach out to me. I think it was attractive that I had done um, a bikini competition. So people were looking to me for guidance. And from there, that really blossomed the beginning of my private practice. And last year, I just, you always know when you're on the verge of a life shift, if you know what I mean. So I felt last year that something big was about to happen. And I didn't really know any better, but I found out that some insurance companies in my state were going to start reimbursing dietitians for the first time. So I really didn't know any better. And I got excited and got credentialed for insurance. So the beginning of 2020, I started accepting insurance and then discovered Libby and was like, wow, there's this whole group of people who I can service outside of just my community virtually. So from there, I have taken a huge leap of faith, Libby, and I'm actually leaving my full-time job at the end of August and will be full-time private practice for nutrition. And I will continue to see a couple of people in person just to service my community with private practice. In Incredible. I can't wait to unpack your story and share that and get the details. And, and thank you for setting the stage and letting everybody know about the, the news. I feel like this is such an opportune time for us to record this episode. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Because I know there's going to be a lot of questions. So <laughs> as we uh, dive into your journey and how you went from being able to quit your job and go full-time in your practice, which is so many of the listeners' dreams, can you talk a little bit about the types of clients you work with, your current niche? and how it's evolved, and then that'll translate into us getting clear with how you're able to attract more clients to be able to leave your job and be full-time in your, in your virtual practice. Sure. Well, with accepting insurance, I'm sure some of you can relate that sometimes you just feel like you're a jack of all trades. Like, you know, there would be moments where I'm pulling up the nutrition care manual to study something really fast before a client walks in. And I just didn't feel that was me and very authentic. So learning that, you know, a niche is so important is, is, exciting. And so I really personally target women, the working woman in their thirties. And I'm just finding that in my stage of life, I'm not married. I don't have children. However, all of my friends do, and they're finding themselves in a place where their metabolism is slowed down in their thirties. You know, our metabolism does slow down 5%, like every decade. And they're finding themselves with this uncomfortable weight gain post babies, post happy marriage. And I had just really felt that my purpose is to like help this woman feel confident in who they are and by getting their bodies back. And I think a lot of that just translates to like, man, if I can just get some weight off, like that's the first step. So weight loss is definitely something that I'm, I'm passionate about for women, but 
I want people and, and women to love their bodies again in this next stage of life so that they don't live this life trapped by a body image that's you know unrealistic. So yeah, marketing and targeting um, for just weight, weight loss in your 30s for women is something I'm super passionate about. And what, what helped you get to that point of clarity and what was challenging? Yeah. I mean, I am such a yes girl. So I think I wanted to say yes to everyone and I'm going to help every single person, but I just realized through this program with Libby that it's okay, you know, to not do it all. And it's okay to really feel passionate about one thing and focus on the one thing. And so I think, you know, there is an uncomfortable shift to put yourself in a position to say no. But one thing I've really learned through all of this is that the business has to work for the client but the business has to work for me too. It has to be within guidelines that fit my life. I love that. Now, can you go a little deeper and tell us what do you mean by that? When you say that business has to fit for me, assuming it has to work for them too, what do you mean? Yeah, I think, um, again, just being a yes girl all the time, it was uncomfortable to say no. And understanding my, my boundaries for the time of day that I see clients or the type of clients that I accept, um, just getting comfortable saying, you know, I'd love to help you, but I actually only am helping women at this point. So I think the, when I say it has to work for me, I need to be in my element um, instead of just studying something at the last minute to, to make a client happy when really it's like, oh man, I don't want to dread working with someone. I want to be so excited on fire that when we have this exchange of money, it's also like an exchange of energy. So I want us to make sure that we have a good energy balance. And I'm just finding that I am working well with women who want to lose weight. Fantastic. So if I'm getting this correctly, that energy balance that you're attracted to that you've been able to achieve has been because your marketing has been more focused. So your niche marketing, uh, your ability to really hone in on how you're helping women in their 30s lose weight has helped you enjoy that exchange of working with those types of clients more. Absolutely. And just being a, being someone that people can look up to and just feeling good about a leadership position and teaching people about nutrition is, is important to me. And um, I think it's really spilled into this as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. And how has that evolved? Meaning who did you used to work with, whether from social media in your private practice before you targeted and got really specific with the women in their thirties and, and helping them with body image and weight loss were you helping a whole mixed bag of people before or was there not a large volume of clientele? Like what, what it, was it like before considering that now it's that, you know, in a way where you want it and the energy is, is positive. Yeah. I feel like it was one of those situations where I would just take a big batch of anybody, you know, I had pediatrics coming at me. I had Medicare clients coming at me and it's okay to say no to the clients that you don't feel comfortable working with. And so that, I hope that answers your question, Libby. I just have enjoyed narrowing in on one specific group and not saying yes to everybody. I love it. Yeah. And I think that's what dietitians are so scared of doing. And did you feel that you were resistant to that or just your storytelling of how you are a yes girl has helped you highlight and understand that needing to to set some boundaries has actually helped you enjoy your work more and make more money to become full-time, which is a beautiful role model. Yeah. Boundaries, Libby. I mean, you've helped me with that and I'm super honest and vulnerable and maybe this will help someone, but like executive therapy, like you, you said it one time and I was like, oh my gosh, I think it'd be so good for me to hash this out because I don't know about you, Libby. I find that being an entrepreneur is not 
is, is sometimes very lonely. And so to find this whole community has been great. You also mentioned like, who did I work with before? I, I really didn't. I was just kind of figuring it out by myself. I had a sweet friend that does a little marketing for like a retail company. So she would help me with a little bit of what insights were on Instagram, but this is just taking it to a whole different level. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that. And I, I know your story and your reflections are going to inspire the listeners. So that's really great. And what reflections or tips do you have for them, for the listeners? Because they want to build the know, like, and trust, and they're struggling with being yes girls as well. What would you say is one of the biggest tips? Well, I I kind of go to, when I think of like, know, and trust, I think about my social media presence right now. And I'm really finding that stories, like Instagram stories is where it's at. And yes, talk about nutrition, but I also found that people just like to know you're a real person. So you know, I was kind of joking the other day and was in an airport and made a joke about Delta or something. So sometimes people just want to see your face and what you're doing in real life. And then as I go throughout the day, you know, just sharing like, Hey, this is really cool that my client said this. I'm always taking notes when I have a client in front of me and I will take that and be like, man, I need to share this with a population that needs to hear it. So a lot of times my Instagram stories now I find are the place where I'm connecting best with people because with polls and questions, people ask questions. Maybe they're too scared to approach me through a direct message, but they'll drop it on an Instagram poll or, or question. And so that's allowed me to connect with new, new people. And, um, you know, there is a, with the Instagram marketing, that, that is a touch of free advertisement and people do like a little bit of free first and kind of know who you are um, before they maybe take that, that plunge to click on your link in bio and um, see about your services. Yeah, really excellent, valuable tips here, Katie. I love that you're reiterating that in order for people to know, like, and trust you, they need to know you. And they're going to know, like, and trust you if you show up. And it doesn't have to be as obvious as solving their biggest problem, although that's important too. It can be as light and capricious as showing them, hey, I'm at the airport. This is my day. This is what I'm up to. This is my personality. And you doing that goes a really long way because they feel like they can connect with you on a level they couldn't without you showing up in some shape or form. I love that. And was that hard for you to do that consistently? Or has that always been something you're able to do and you're just able to double down on it when the niche became more clear? Yeah, I think it's, um, I have gotten to a place where I was okay, comfortable, like putting myself on stories um, before we started working together. But this is just really, it reiterated the importance of the consistency of it. And again, I'm so honest and, and I will honestly say this is an area of improvement and opportunity for me to continue to be more consistent with my Instagram stories and, and feed. But yeah, I think just showing up day in and day out is so important. People, we say it all the time, people do want to see your face. You know, when you, when your picture is on your feed or someone has a picture of your face, they're connecting with a real person at that point. Love it. Yeah. Love these reflections. And I want to skip to your offer because I think it's important that the listeners understand how you're able to go from a side hustle to full time. So can you walk us through your offer, framing it out, anything that would be helpful for the listeners to know as to how you're able to get people, a broader reach of people to your services and help them? Like, what does that look like? It can, you can just describe it loosely. You don't have to step, break down every, every piece of it. Sure. Well, I was already very comfortable doing one-on-one counseling. I didn't really second guess myself on that. One thing I learned from that is how much I was undercharging. So really what I did with that was just go ahead and increase my price to a market standard and was like, oh, wow, people 
actually will pay this. And then at this point, I've already increased above, I guess, that price as well. But the groups, the small groups is really where I started with you, Libby. I had, that was a foreign concept to me. And I was like, man, this, this makes sense though, is to counsel multiple people at once. And not only are they accountable to me, they're accountable to each other. And that's when we're in the groups on the calls weekly, I'm always saying, well, what, you know, what can we hold you accountable for? And I also broke it down to like what my dollar per hour was. And I was like, wow, it makes a lot more sense to do groups than a bunch of uh, one-on-ones. But so I do have like two parts of an offer right now. We'll continue to decide um, what the next step is with that. But I did start with two uh, six-week groups and increasing my one-on-one offer. And now I am promoting and getting ready for a three-month small group offer. Incredible. So what I'm hearing as a recap is you increase your price point for one-on-one and then you created a group program to expand your reach and help serve more people at one time and give them results and also give them that community that they yearn for, especially in your market wanting to have support from other women who are following a similar journey. And that's helped you twofold serve your clients better um, so that the customer service is checked off and then reach the bottom line of your business for profitability so you can go full time. Absolutely. And yes, the dollar per hour just makes so much more sense for groups as I'm learning and also just having a max capacity with one-on-one. I've learned very quickly. I cannot see every single person one-on-one. It would take up way too much time. And so, yeah, as I grow in my business, I'm learning, you know, to really niche down on my, on even my offer at this point too. Yeah, absolutely. And do you enjoy the group? Is that something that you find fun and you're seeing them find success from it? Any kind of tips you want to share with the uh, audience about that? Oh my goodness. The group is so fun. I look forward to it. Everyone shows up. Everyone has you know, probably one off become friends too. And we have the Facebook group where we're communicating and um, it's great for me to check in in with everyone on a weekly basis individually and just give them some personal feedback and help them celebrate. Sometimes people are a little nervous to maybe say the not so good things that are going on in their life, but if they trust you, they'll, they'll drop it in like a weekly check-in and you can stop and encourage that person. So it has a, a touch of personalization to it with that on a weekly basis, but the group has been really well, has been great. And I've had so much Great feedback that everyone who is completing these six-week groups are already asking, like, what is the next step? What I love about this story is that you enjoy it, right? Yeah, it's so incredible fun. to be able to enjoy the, what we're offering and to see the success of our clients and to see how they're becoming friends with one another in that environment and how it's really so beneficial for everybody involved. So that's just really special. And as, as far as enrollment goes, um, you're able to get people into your group because they find you on social. Can you Walk us through, you mentioned the niche piece. What else have you done, whether you want to talk about content or anything like that, has helped you grow your business, meaning getting people to know you exist? Do you have any tips about content strategy specifically? You talked about stories. What else, if anything, would you share that you think has been really helpful to get people to know you exist and can solve their problems? With the Instagram feed as well, you just want to have posts that are, are simplistic. You know, as dietitians, I think we we know it. We over-deliver. We want to give all the information. But really, as people are scrolling, they need to be able to just see it and, and have it grab their attention. I kind of joke, like, I love wine. So, like, anytime I put something up about wine, I think someone's like, oh, you can drink wine and lose weight. So that's been kind of fun just to incorporate my my real life with – I do eat a lot of carbs as a dietitian. I feel like people should know that, too. So just being real in my content and trying to keep the points simple so it grabs attention quickly. Yeah, I love that. And I love how consistent your storytelling is, Katie, from sharing stories about you being at the airport and just communicating with your – 
Instagram following versus you sharing actual content on the still feed about drinking wine. What I'm hearing is a consistent theme of you being vulnerable and just being a human and relating with people by sharing a part of who you are. And that gets them to feel that, Hey, this woman can help me. I feel comfortable with her. And then once they're in your community, you've attracted like-minded women that they can also develop relationships with to decrease loneliness on their journey towards finding weight loss in in their thirties. Yes, absolutely. I'm a big believer in being honest and being vulnerable. People need to know that. And has that been hard for you? Have you always been been able to be vulnerable or have you, do you think that you've been doing that on a deeper level or more specific level and recent to get all this, you know, to get the growth that you've been able to experience? Oh yeah. I think I've been really good at maybe, <laughs> I think we all are just putting our best face forward, but really not being honest about maybe what's going on in real life or personal life. And I think just, you know, that you have to separate those two, but also at the, at the core of the root of who you are, like me, like really grounded in my faith and really grounded in the, the busy schedule that I have. Like, I'm just honest with people about it. And, you know, if you mess up, just owning it and not feeling shame or guilt about it, just owning if you don't do something well, or you feel like you could have done your, done something better. I used to be someone who would beat myself up. Um, that's a people pleaser for you too. But I think just with being an entrepreneur, like you just have to kind of let some of that go and being vulnerable and just letting people know like, Hey, I'm real too. Like I'm, I'm on your level. Like let's hook up and and help each other. That's been really great. I think for me is, it's just to reach out to people and, and just connect with them. And, you know, if someone likes a post or comments on a post, I'll drop a specific DM. Like, Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for commenting on my post, like tell me more about what you struggle with. And that always opens up a conversation too. So even just a quick direct message on Instagram is great. Great. And can you walk us through prior to following the method? What did your Instagram feed look like compared to what it looks like now? What have been some of the biggest changes? Absolutely. I can remember one of our first meetings, Libby, I was kind of torn of like, well, what do I promote on my Instagram? Because I did have a, I call it a side hustle. I had a side business. And so I was kind of um, promoting two things plus some personal life on my Instagram. So I had like three different things going on. It's like I had one business and another business and then my personal life. And it was just felt like a hodgepodge of, of stuff. And, but that can be confusing for people. So I've learned to separate the two. And now, you know, I, I would go from like filtered photos that were maybe I thought aesthetically pleasing, but there was no catch. There was no purpose behind it. There's no call to action. But now specifically, I find that my feed is like a lot brighter and it's pretty and it's attractive. And then I tell a story within each of my posts on my feed. So I think it's more attractive and easy to read as people are scrolling. And it's getting people to apply and work with you. Yeah. I mean, that's the best part is like, don't doubt it because it does work. Like it's working. So, you know, I think just kind of getting over that fear of, like, oh, my Instagram's always been this one way and I'm changing it to look like something else. Like, what if it doesn't work? Well, it is working. I can't doubt that. So it just has propelled me to keep pushing forward. I love that. And I love that we've talked about the satisfaction both you and your clients feel and the experience of being able to offer something more profitable and offer something that gives community and results to the women. What about profitability? Are you comfortable sharing the revenue you've been able to make or how much you're making now or anything along those lines? Yeah. I mean, I I don't mind at all because I think also as women, sometimes we're scared to talk about money and who cares if you're an entrepreneur, like you need to know the possibilities. (laughs) So yeah, I think it's kind of, I can laugh at it now, Libby, but when we originally chatted, I was like, Oh, it'd be really cool if I could make $5,000 a month. Like that's my six month goal. And in our three, three month group, I 
kind of hesitated to begin with. I was like, I'm just not really sure what my direction is. But really, when I put my foot to the, the pedal and I started seeing results, I surpassed that. And so in July, I closed out at $11,000 between one-on-ones and small group, which is amazing. And that doesn't even account for, you know, what I made with insurance. So I would say, you know, now, like, obviously, my focus is, is shifting towards virtual. And I'm already off to a really strong start in um, August. And I've kind of understood my max capacity. So I'm actually already booking for September because I can't, again, you can't say yes to everything and you have to make sure that you're good for the client um, with that exchange of money. Um, So yeah, basically to go from $0 on virtual practice to $11,000, like I, it was my first five figure month ever and it just blew my mind. So I was like, okay, this works. I'm sticking with it and um, have shared with you that my next goal is is $20,000. And you know, I've kind of put the numbers on paper. I'm like, that's really not that unrealistic to do because people will, will pay that money. And I just came from a mindset. I was like, Oh no, no one's going to pay me that much, but yes, they will. Thank you for sharing that. And what helped you overcome your mindset as far as the, the fix, nobody will pay me to the growth people will pay me. And they have, right. You've 11 X your income and now you want to 10 X it, which you, you want to make more than you've made, but actually less than the first jump from zero to 11. If, if we look at it, mathematically speaking. Well, I'll just be honest. I am from a small town in Alabama. (laughs) If you haven't picked up on a little bit of my Southern accent. So I think there is a mindset here too, that um, cost of living is cheaper and and just things are cheaper here. But the thing is, is when you're doing social media, you're not people locally. You're most of my one-on-one clients are not in Alabama. So that mindset shift um, was encouraging. I just remember when my first person did a one-on-one or, you know, my first person booked the small group, it was like, open a bottle of champagne. I'm celebrating because I couldn't believe that people would pay that. And then I was like, wait, if they'll pay this dollar, let's raise it and see if someone will pay this dollar. And they did. So again, back to that mindset and executive therapy, like just understanding your worth. I mean, I went to school for a long time. I have a master's degree in nutrition. I was not meant to make forty or fifty thousand dollars a year, and just now seeing that the possibility of being making six figures and beyond, like it's a reality. So, you know, one other thing I think was a little challenging is people who had previously worked with me wanting to come back and work with me and being like so shocked that my price was so much higher. But guess what? They were interested in enough. They were willing. You know, been been able to pick up some clients that I counseled before, and so yeah, it's is such a possibility and just a mindset shift to understand your worth. I love this. I love hearing the growth and the fact that you're using the example from the top of the call, boundaries of being a yes girl, which I think we can all relate with. I know I can. And then what you've been able to do is seeing the success, continue to double down on it, and then still get the results you want from having the clients come back. And you've been able to use the boundaries, uh, the boundaries you've built for yourself. And and it's worked. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. It's been incredible. So thank you so much for your guidance and just having the structure. Because again, like I said, you know, having the community is, is great. And just having people that you can bounce these ideas off of has been fantastic. Absolutely. Well, you, you've done the work and you are an absolute pleasure and you're a role model. So I'm happy to have you here sharing your story and thank you for being a part of the community. Yeah. So a couple more follow-up questions here since we are talking about money and I appreciate you sharing your growth. When it comes to money, what would you say was your biggest fear in charging that higher price point and setting those boundaries down? Or if you're looking back, what would you describe to kind of help someone understand that position you were in? I mean, I know you're from Alabama and expanding the virtual took a minute for you to wrap your head around, 
Uh, do you remember any stories that helped you just overcome that, rip off the bandaid and say, this is my rate, whether it's for private or group? I guess that's a tough one to answer. I think for me, it's just one of those high performing habit things. Like you just have to kind of jump in and go for it. it and just like you said, it's just ripping off a bandaid to just tell people like this and, and not being apologetic for it. I think that's another thing is, you know, the price that you would sell a BMW for and you sell it with a straight face, you sell your business and you sell your, your services with a straight face. It is what it is. And if someone doesn't pay that or they feel maybe it's too expensive for them, they'll either A, find a way to make it work. I've done that before. You, if you want something bad enough, you find a way or B, they're not supposed to be your client and that's okay. And I think just understanding that not every single person you talk to, you're supposed to work with and just, I call it God, but some people call it the universe. I call it, you know, just God intervening on the people that need to work with me will be sent to me. And I'm very prayerful over that and trust that, yeah, just the people that I need to help will, will show up. So just trusting that faith. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And what has helped with your mindset? Because you have such a growth oriented mindset and your story is really moving. What tips would you have for the listeners? I mean, you mentioned community, you've mentioned executive therapy, which I want you to define for those who don't know what that means. What else would you say has contributed towards a strong growth mindset? Yeah. And it's happened so quickly. Yeah. I think some of the tough things that happen to you in your life too will kind of, you know, rub your edges or whatever and, and just kind of like a diamond, you know, you're, you're ruffled a little bit to be prettier, to be stronger. So, you know, just kind of reflecting on some of the hard things I've done and taking that and being like, this isn't that hard or, you know, just kind of putting it in that perspective. But as far as mindset goes, again, like you said, having someone that you can talk to about entrepreneurship and just the space of, of creating a schedule that works for you books. Uh, you've recommended a couple of books that have been great for me. I loved You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Like fantastic book to read and understand why you're worth money. <laughs> and um, goodness, I would say the books and a lot of journaling. I will say I do a, a journal practice every morning. Someone might be familiar with like Brennan Burchard's High Performing Habits. He has a journal. And so it allows me to open up in the morning and reflect on the things that I want to do well with today, the things that absolutely have to be done. Um, how does this circle back to my purpose? And then at the end of the day, you commit to journaling through how your day actually went. So that mindset of checking in and journaling has been really good for me too. And just having the schedule kind of hour by hour for what my day looks like. Incredible. I'm so impressed and inspired by your story and your, your behaviors, right? With journaling, because that can be hard for a lot of us to stick with it. For those who don't know, can you explain what executive therapy is for the listeners who aren't familiar with that term? Yeah. So I'm also a big advocate for women having a therapist or having a counselor and someone that they can talk to a safe space. And yeah, just having someone to sit down and, and spend time with you to process the fear mindset. For me personally, it's a lot of the what if and the worry and what if this, then that. So breaking down that and understanding and establishing a portal and understanding and establishing communication boundaries with your clients so that people aren't texting you. You only have certain forms of communication and just drawing those lines. And, and also should be honest to say that I have someone who helps me on the back end do some things as well. A little bit of non-clinical work on the backside of things like uh, hired a 
she's a friend with a nutrition degree, but who's not a dietitian. I should be honest and say that she's been able to do a little bit of that on the back end to help me too. So that was a suggestion through executive therapy is to having someone that almost acts like your portal as well and does some of that scheduling and stuff for you. Fantastic. And did we define what executive therapy is? Because it's basically a therapist for somebody who is a high earner or for somebody who is an entrepreneur. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that, Libby. Yes, correct. Yes. Absolutely focused on entrepreneurship in the therapy sessions. Yes. Yeah. Which is an incredible tip for those of you who identify as an entrepreneur and who are looking to find balance and seek uh, guidance and a safe space with somebody who can understand where you're coming from and where you want to go. So I, I love the storytelling, Katie. This has been such an incredible conversation. Uh, to share with the listeners. And I, I love hearing your growth, your fast growth. I'm excited to see what's next to come. And um, to close off here, what advice would you give, whether a dietitian's just starting out or maybe she's like you and she's you know, got some in-person practice and she wants to increase the virtual, what would be a, your top one to two tips to sign off here that you would tell her? Well, I have discovered that insurance is not all that it's about to be. So I would definitely put more of your eggs in your basket with cash paying clients as I'm learning now. So that's a big tip that I have learned to definitely find a community that can support you, whether it's, I I love the dietitian boss community because obviously who else are you going to meet? That's an entrepreneur dietitian. There's just not that many of us. So having that accountability has been so important for me and Three, I always think about, you know, I like to pay and invest with someone who is better than me, just like my clients are paying and investing to work with me because I am better than them with nutrition. So I think that is probably my top tip is like, as a coach, it's good to have a coach. That's really important for me. Love it. What an incredible way for us to wrap up. Any final words or you want to just let us know where we can find you on social, Katie? Remind us. Absolutely. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram. It's Katie D. Newton. And I just wanted to stop and say thank you so much, Libby, for having me today. It's been an honor and a pleasure meeting you and working with you. And I'm just so excited for the next months that follow um, for us working together as I work towards $20,000 a month and expanding my um, business, say no to insurance and yes to cash. What an amazing way to wrap up the episode. Excited to have you too, Katie. Can't wait. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at libbyrothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.